It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome to Calvary Live on this Tuesday afternoon. It is the 24th of January, 2017, and I want to welcome all of you that are listening in to, first of all, Grace FM, all along the Front Range here in Colorado and southern Wyoming. And then also I want to welcome everyone listening to Hope FM in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Maryland. We're blessed to be able to answer your calls and questions as well. As you heard at the opening of the show, the number to call to, to be on uh, the program live is 303-690-3000. Again, 303-690-3000. And I'd love to talk to you about the Bible or Christian living, or if you have prayer requests or praise report, uh, grab one of those open lines right now. And uh, we'll talk about the things of the Lord, about Jesus, things that really matter to you. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Greeley, Colorado. For you who are on the East Coast listening in, if you're wondering, where is Greeley? Uh, Greeley is halfway between Denver and Cheyenne, Wyoming. We're only uh, about 50 miles from Rocky Mountain National Park, one of the most beautiful places in the world. And I pray that if any of you from the East Coast are ever coming out, to the National Park of Rocky Mountain or uh, vacationing in this area or visiting. We'd love to meet you and talk with you. So I want to welcome all the Hope FM listeners, and I pray that you are blessed by Calvary Live as well. So give me a call, 303-690-3000, while the lines are open. Also, there's a means for you to be able to text today. And as you uh, text in a question or a praise uh, report or a prayer request, I'll take a look at that and we'll fill in uh, in between our callers. So that text line is 720-336-0897. So again, as the lines are open right now, grab one of those lines and uh, let's talk about the Lord, the Scriptures, Christian living, all the things that really matter to you at 303 690 3,000. I just want to read to you from 2 Timothy. Uh, This last weekend, we had Wes Bentley from Far Reaching Ministry that was uh, sharing at our church, and he was talking about the ministry in in South Sudan to the chaplains there, and also uh, the ministry that they're involved in in the Middle East and and parts of the Far East, the persecuted church and Christians. And sometimes it's very difficult to hear the stories and to hear the things that are going on, but I believe that we as Christians here in America, as uh, we are blessed um, because we don't see the persecution that they see. We can be persecuted in some degree, in some manner, and that persecution may grow. Uh, but uh, I just pray that uh, we would be ones that we would keep our eyes on the Lord and that we would uh, be ones that uh, we would just uh, allow the Lord to just grow us and uh, present Jesus and uh, stand fast. And I want to read to you from Second Timothy chapter 2, as it is Timothy that says, "'You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ.'" And no one engaged in warfare entangles himself in the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletes, uh, athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. And a hardworking farmer must 
be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, that, uh, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. And therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may attain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. But this is what Paul says that you and I are to do. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers, but be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so may we keep our our lives focused on the Lord and the truth of God's word. And so I'd love to talk to you about the Lord, uh, answer any questions that I can in pointing you to the scriptures and the love of Jesus Christ. This is what the show is all about. You make the show, you the caller. I pray that not only are you blessed as the caller, but all of you that are listening in uh, today to our program. So let's go to line one to Bruce. Bruce? Yes, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Pastor? I am good. Thanks for calling in. What can we do for you? Yeah, so, you know, obviously, as of lately, there's a lot of hatred going around the United States, and I would say the world, with Donald Trump and the election and the president. And, you know, I see a lot of hate from Christians. I see a lot of hate from non-Christians. And, you know, my Facebook, you know, unfortunately, we live in a time where social media is everything. And I have a Facebook, and it's littered with people bashing Trump and, you know, people who were bashing Hillary, and it's just full of hatred. And it's really yeah. hard because some of those people that either bash Trump or bash Hillary I've been friends with for many years. Some of them I consider very close friends, but it, I don't know how to approach them and say, hey, you know, you're not doing the right thing by being this way. If you say you're a Christian— yeah. Regardless yeah. of what's going on, you have yeah. to look at him with the eyes of Jesus. Yeah, Bruce, and you're bringing up a very good uh, point, because that's kind of the atmosphere of our nation and even a lot of Christians. I've had Christians in my church tell me that they you know, have lost friends and family members, won't talk to them, all over the political realm. And they may be even Christians, you know, divided because— uh, they have a different opinion, or they feel so strongly about something politically, and and the all the posting and everything can be very very overwhelming. I, I think part of it uh, is what I just read to you. Um, one of the things that can happen to us as Christians is we get so focused on the political and and everything, we get very emotional. And I'm not saying that um, those things aren't important to us, the future of our children and the issues. But we need to keep an eternal perspective, and that's what we need to tell people. Donald Trump, President Trump, he is not um, our hope. Um, I pray that he has godly influence. Uh, I pray that he makes godly decisions, but he's not our hope. Jesus Christ is our hope. And we need to remember that uh, even as Proverbs chapter 21 says, the Lord's on the throne. Um, He's the one that... Uh, It says that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. And everything is culminating to Jesus coming back. So going back to the atmosphere and the hatred, I just would—what I do is just encourage people to keep looking to Jesus Christ. He's our hope. We as Christians, for me as a pastor, Bruce, I only have so much time. 
And what I want to focus is on the truth of God's Word and giving the gospel to people and pointing people to the hope of Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, I may give my opinions on things, but not to the point where it gets where it's strife, not to the point of where it's, you know, um, divisive, uh, you know, coming against other brothers and sisters or hatred or whatever it may be. You see um, the hatred towards Christians. That may increase, I, I you know. We need to just stand firm as a soldier of Jesus Christ and um, to remember uh, that, um, you know, don't strive, as Second Timothy 2.14 says, don't strive about words to no profit to the ruin of the hearers, but you be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And, and I think that's good advice for us as Christians. Keep focus on the love of Jesus Christ. Keep focus on Him. Right. I just it's it's so sad to see people that I've known my whole life. The things they post, the things they say, it's just it's sad. Yeah, and you know, there's all kinds of things that get posted on social media, and and you see it, and it breaks your heart, or you know, just it's um, unbelievable, and. So for me, a lot of times, I, I can't spend a lot of time on that stuff. Um, you know, I'm not saying get rid of Facebook or anything like that, but uh, I need to keep focus on Jesus and the Word of God and keep encouraging people, Christians that I have opportunity to minister to, um, to keep your eyes on Jesus, man. And, um, yeah, I'm not saying you shouldn't be involved in the political process at all, but, you know, we're to be— our speech seasoned with grace. We're not to be about striving. Uh, we're not to be quarrelsome. As uh, Paul goes on to tell Timothy, he says, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach and patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. And I think that's the mindset that we need to have. And, um, and so I pray that Christians, that we would truly be a light. And we may be attacked for that. Um, and it may get worse, Bruce, um, but yeah. we we need to stand for the truth, right? Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, all right. Hey, let's pray about this right now while I got you on the line. Father, I do pray. As Bruce calls in, he asks a question that I know is on the mind of a lot of listeners right now. And, uh, Father, we want to keep our our message, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And, Lord, I do pray that you would be ones that remind us of that, that we would look to that to be the priority. We know that issues and things going on in our nation, uh, we love our nation. It concerns us. Uh, We have a new president. There's a lot of division and turmoil that's going on. But we want to keep focus on the eternal things, and we want to keep focus on Jesus Christ and the hope that he brings to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Bruce, I appreciate you calling. All Thank right, you, Pastor. You have a blessed <laughs> afternoon, and I enjoy listening to your show every day. I appreciate the encouragement. All right. Okay. God bless you. Bye bye. God bless you. Yeah. Let's talk about Jesus and the things of the Lord. You know, as a Christian, and again, we can get very heated and emotional, but uh, He's our hope. Let's go to line two to Dave. Hello, Dave. Yes. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm doing good today. 
I was uh, in my daily devotion today, and I came up with a question. My devotion was in Matthew fifteen twenty one. I believe it's through twenty eight, and I'm going to paraphrase as I'm driving. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, it was about the Canaanite woman whose daughter was demon possessed, and she, she came to Jesus and um, was asking her him to heal her, and uh, he had, he replied that uh, that he was sent to the lost sheep of Israel, and. Uh, he went on to say uh, something along the lines like, it's not good to take the bread, uh, children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Um, but she came back and said, you know, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And he, he turned around and, and blessed her by healing her being a possessed daughter. I guess my question is, why were, I mean, I, I thought Christ was sent for all of mankind, but he, in this phrase, said that he was sent uh, just, for the, or just to the lost sheep of Israel. And I was kind of wondering why. And then I have a prayer question when you're done. Yeah, it's a good question, Dave. And I think what Jesus was saying in that is that he came to his own first. Um, He he was, as he, you know, would end up um, just um, being amazed at her faith that she showed. Um, And I I think part of the answer is he was trying to draw her out, her faith out. There's Uh, only two times that he marveled at uh, anyone's faith, and they were both Gentiles. One was yeah. a cent- centurion sure. yep. there in Capernaum, and the other one was this Gentile woman. So as she comes and she, you know she says, "Hey, my my daughter is vexed with the demon," and he didn't answer her, um, but she kept coming, and he said, "I was not sent except for the lost sheep of the house of Israel." And I think that in that, I think he defined his focus of his mission. Um, but, you know, and the disciples are all irritated and all of that. But he, he made it clear that he was, he came into his own, even as he sent the 12 out, and he said, only go to the house of Israel, uh, is what he would say. But his ministry would touch Gentiles. And um, so, you know, I, I think he was defining his primary mission. Just like Paul said, when he would say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God to salvation— for the Jew first and for the Gentile also. Um, it wasn't that he didn't—he, of course, was the uh, apostle to the Gentiles, but Paul would always do what on his missionary journeys? Do you remember, Bruce? I'm, I'm uh, sorry. Do you remember, uh, Dave? Um, he always would go to the synagogue first. Yeah, he would go to the synagogue first, um, and then he would go to the Gentiles. So uh, I think part of it is he's drawn out her faith, and her answer is what really astonished and um, her. And she said, yes, even the little dogs eat the crumbs from fall from the master's table. Yeah. And, um, and of course, he was astonished at that. He said, great is your faith. And um, I think that that's really was the primary thing that he was doing, but also defining that he would go to the lost uh, sheep of Israel or that the is the house of Israel first and okay. then to the Gentiles. And, you know, one of the things, too, Dave, that as you read the book of Acts, that you see that the early church really struggled with was that the gospel was going to go to the Gentiles. Yeah. Yeah. They they really struggled with that. And, you know, when Peter went to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, it says that when he went back to Jerusalem, they, they were astonished that he would even go eat with a Gentile. So you see this struggle in the early church, and, and Paul, who— would defend the gospel saying, listen, um, that it isn't by being circumcised. Christianity would almost become a sect of Judaism because they were arguing that. 
and um, they were arguing that you have to be circumcised, you have to keep the law of Moses. Right. And uh, so Paul said, listen, they've been brought in. They're no longer strangers, um, and uh, they are brought into the house of God, no longer Jew or Gentile. So that was a big message that was in the early church that the early Christians had to really understand. Um, so hopefully that helps. Yeah, no, that, that clarifies it for me uh, somewhat, and it's uh, tying into how Paul would always go to the synagogue first and, and, and preach and then go out to the Gentiles. Uh, right. Kind of kind of makes that parallel. I, I understand that. Um, yeah. If you have a second, can I get a peer quest? Oh, I'd love to do that. So. I'm, uh, I have a job, and I'm, I'm fortunate, but, uh, but I drive, travel uh, an hour and 15 minutes, 20 minutes, uh, one way each, uh, every day. So it's almost a you know, two to two and a half hour round trip. And I've been looking since September to find something on the western side of town. Um, so if you can pray for me to find something where God will open the door so I can have a, a job close to home and a job that I enjoy, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. And Father, I do. As Dave is working, he's willing to travel and commute. Uh, for his job right now, but it's a lot of time in traffic and um, on the road. So I pray that as he desires to be closer to home, that you would just provide for him the right job. Uh, Just open the doors for him because you're the one that opens doors that no man can shut. You would set that open door before him. You would lead him and guide him to be able to do that, that it would be a blessing to him. In the meantime, that you would just uh, bless him and that you would keep him safe as he travels and help him to continue to just uh, study the Scriptures and, um, you know, grow in the Word of God. So, Lord, uh, I pray that you would just uh, provide for him as he desires to be closer to home and less travel time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor. You have a blessed day. You have a blessed day, too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Let's go to line three to Rudy. Hi. Rudy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What can I do for uh, you? Okay, so I have a couple questions. My first question is, can a person be saved simply believing that Jesus is the Son of God, or do they have to believe that Jesus is God? Well, and they have to believe in the... question... Okay, go um, ahead. I want to go ahead and just hang up after I ask. Okay. Um, but my second question was, I believe it's in Zechariah 14. It uh-huh. describes a plague... And these people that get the plague, um, the description, I don't know, I guess if I would receive them, I think they were zombies. So I don't know if you Zombies? Can... <laughs> so you want to know if Yeah, well, the description of them, you know, I mean, obviously they're not okay. living dead, but the description mm-hmm. of them, I would think they look like zombies. Okay. I'll let you go ahead. Um, you said you're going to hang up, and I'll no. answer the question. Okay? okay. You're going to stay okay, on the line? You. Okay. Ah. All right. Okay, God bless. All right, God bless you. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, Rudy, first of all, uh, the answer to the first question is, is people believe uh, that Jesus is the Son of God. Um, is it okay to believe that Jesus is not God? Um, to have a biblical, correct belief of Jesus being the Son of God, because there are those of the cults, such as Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses and others, that will say, well, we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but they do not believe in the Jesus of the Bible. And the Jesus of the Bible clearly tells us that Jesus is God. He's the second person of the Trinity. He's equal with the Father. 
that he's God incarnate uh, in the person of Jesus Christ, and that it's important for us to know who Jesus truly is. And so we can't just say, well, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Uh, What does that mean to them? We have to have the correct definition of who Jesus is, the Jesus of the Scriptures. He is eternal. And the problem is, is that you get like Mormons or Jehovah Witnesses that will deny the divinity and the deity of Jesus Christ. They will say that, well, Jesus is a, you know, created being, and then he created everything else. The Mormons believe that Jesus is the brother of Lucifer. Um, the, the Jehovah Witnesses believe that, uh, again, that he's sometimes, uh, you'll hear Michael the Archangel or a created being. He's eternal. He is not created. He is the creator of all things. He's from the beginning. He's Alpha and the Omega. Uh, That is a term of eternity from all eternity past and from all eternity future uh, is Jesus. So um, we believe that he is God. And Jesus himself declared to be God. He said, the Father and I are one. And, um, And so... Uh, it's it's very important that we have a belief in the divinity of Jesus Christ, the deity of Jesus Christ, that he's eternal. And uh, yes, he's the Son of God, but he's um, is equal with the Father, even as Paul writes in Philippians chapter 2. He did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Um, it was the religious leaders that knew that Jesus was claiming to be God. That's why uh, they were going to uh, pick up stones uh, to stone him, uh, because in John chapter 8, because uh, you make yourself out to be equal with God, they said. Um, And Jesus would say um, that, you know, the Father and I are one. So that's very important. The second thing about Zechariah chapter 14, um, that uh, as you're looking at it, and I need to pull it up here real quick, uh, but you're talking about uh, a very intense text that's there that's talking about the last days, when there is going to be a uh, war, the the last final war uh, before the second coming of Jesus Christ, uh, when it is going to be uh, Jerusalem that's going to be surrounded, and uh, we know that the Lord is going to step in uh, on that war, and uh, he is going to uh, defend Israel and his people. And let me read it to you as I pull it up in chapter 14. It's called The Day of the Lord. And I think probably you didn't give me an exact verse, uh, but it says in verse 12, I think this is what you're probably getting at, Rudy, is that there will be a plague with which the Lord will strike all the people who fought against Jerusalem, and their flesh shall dissolve while they stand on their feet, and their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets, and their tongues shall dissolve in their mouths. And it shall come to pass in that day that a great panic from the Lord will be among them, everyone who sees the hand of his neighbor and raises his hand against his neighbor's hand. And he goes on and he talks about how terrible it's going to be at that time. And um, and here's the thing to remember. It's not talking about zombies. Um, it's talking about uh, perhaps weapons that are going to be used of mass destructions in that final world war and the destruction that's going to take place. And um, it could be uh, chemical uh, uh, weapons. It could be uh, nuclear weapons that are going to be used. But that's the description that it's giving. So it's not the zombie thing. Uh, there is no zombies in the Scripture. I've been asked that a few times. I don't understand why um, there are those who are asking about it. Um, but um, there is uh, that destruction that will come 
in the last days, during the day of the Lord. That's a time of terrible, terrible trouble right before the second coming of Jesus Christ. So thanks, Rudy. Appreciate your question. Keep studying the scriptures. Jesus is Lord. He is equal with the Father. He is eternal, and it's important to have a right biblical view of Jesus Christ. Let's go to line one to Michael. Michael? Yeah, hey, Pastor. How can we encourage you today? Uh, I just, I, I need some prayer right now. I'm, uh, I've got things going on circumstantially with my job and my health and stuff, um, which connects to my, to, to my job. And I've, I've started doing something radical with, uh, one of my pastors at my church to start knocking down strongholds in my in my life so I can get closer to the Lord and I'm just I'm I'm, I'm having a struggle with the flesh and things like this and it's like uh, it's all kind of pretty close into me right now and I'm just tired and I just need some prayer I'd love to pray with you Michael and I want to encourage you to keep close to the Lord um, keep praying to him. And, um, you know, one of the stories that this Sunday I was preparing for it today, this morning, looking at it, and I always want to pray through the text that I'm going to teach, but there was a woman who was um, had an infirmity. Uh, she was bound by it in 18 years, and she comes to the synagogue, and she hears the word of Jesus say to her, you are loose, and she was freed up, and she and she was healed, and she began to praise God. And it just kind of reminded me of that text when you were talking about that you're seeing your pastor, you, you know, you're having fellowship, you guys um, are, you know, you're doing the right things, Michael, but that flesh will rear its ugly head up, and um, it's a battle, and it can feel like a bondage. And one of the things that is, this lady was freed, it says that the people marveled, at the great things done by him. And I just want to encourage you, you keep calling out to him. You keep looking to him. Um, and and I just know, Michael, as you do that, you're going to hear those words be loosed. Um, you're going to hear the encouragement of the Lord. And, and right now you're tired, and right now you're discouraged, but you know you feel like this has got a bondage. When is this going to end? And when am I going to be free from that? It seems like I just can't get past it. Uh, I want to give you these uh, verses from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12, that when you call upon me, the Lord says, and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart, and I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. And he wants to free you you keep going to him, okay? You keep praying, and I know you're tired, Michael, but the Lord is there with you. And as you do that, you're going to hear those words be loose. Stay close to him. And well, you know, I start, well, I, well, I start to start, well, I start getting some feeling stronger again. You know, you just, you just, you just stay close. Keep every moment you have calling out to the Lord, being in the Word. Keep meeting with your pastor. And, you know, and just allow the Lord to continue to do that work. But it is he that's going to do it. I don't understand it all. There are some things it seems like that 
Um, we can be loose from fairly easy. There are other times we just struggle. And, um, but I do know the answer is Jesus. So let me pray with you, Michael. We're going to get ready to go to a break here in just a little bit. As Father, I pray for Michael. He, he's meeting with his pastor. He's trying to break down brick by brick these, this wall, these strongholds. And I pray that you would loose him as, Lord, he struggles with the flesh. He's tired. He's frustrated. I pray that you would free him from the things that just hold him in struggle, that he would put parameters in, you know what they are, and that he would just look to you. He would keep calling upon you. he keep just growing in the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ, and that you would do that work in his life, and, Lord, that he would know that you want to do that work. But, Lord, may he just be a, one that is looking to you for everything, being in prayer, and, uh, Lord, uh, that he knows that you love him and that you want to do that work in Jesus' name. Hey, Michael, I'm going to keep praying for you. You keep letting me know how it's going, okay? All right. Thank you, Pastor. You bet, Michael. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And welcome to the second half of Calvary Live, and it's good to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Colorado. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners and all along the front range and uh, from Pueblo, Colorado, up to the metro area, up into southern Wyoming, on two different stations, 101.7 in southern Colorado, and then 89.7 from Castle Rock up into southern Wyoming. And also, I just want to welcome everyone listening in on Hope FM in New Jersey, in Pennsylvania, and Maryland. And I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. All of the lines are open right now, so grab one of those open lines, and I'd love to talk to you about the scriptures or about Christian living, or if you have a prayer request or a praise report, please give me a call. Grab one of those open lines. As you just heard, the number to call is 303-690-3000, and um, let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about uh, the scriptures. I want to encourage you, and not only encourage you, but all the listeners that are listening in on Grace FM and Hope FM uh, in our program here uh, on Calvary Live. There is a means for you to be able to text in a number at 720-336-0897. And uh, I just want to say, Michael, if you're still listening, keep hanging on to the Lord, keep praying to Him, and um, and uh, just every opportunity you have, uh, just keep uh, filling your mind with the Word of God. Hold every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ, the Scripture says, and uh, call out to Him. And um, I just pray that that you would be able to do that. Speaking of prayer, we have a ladies' conference we're doing here at Calvary Chapel Greeley on uh, Saturday. We have 160 ladies that are signed up for that conference, and we're really looking forward to it. And I pray that it would be a tremendous blessing to our fellowship and to the ladies that are coming as they're going to be encouraged in prayer. Prayer is so important uh, in our Christian lives to be ones that are praying and uh, to be able to ask for prayer. So if you need prayer, call in. And we're going to do that uh, as we continue to program. Uh, let's go to line one to Bianca. Bianca? Bianca? 
How are you doing, Pastor Jeff? I am great. How are you? I'm doing really good. I have a prayer request. It's actually both for me and this friend. I'd rather not mention any names for privacy reasons. Okay. But I am going to be having coffee with a friend on February 9th. And she is not a believer, and I would like prayer, first of all, for me, that the Lord would give me the right words to share with her, as I know it can be a difficult thing to do, and obviously I want it to be the Holy Spirit guiding me, and and I guess the prayer request for my friend would be that if some topic comes up that that she would be accepting of what I have to say and because I don't want to, you know, pressure her into doing anything because I know that's not the way to do it. So right. just right. pray for all of that. Yeah, I'd love to, Bianca. And and I think that you have a good grasp of that. Just, you know, give her the truth and answer her questions and love her and point her to Jesus. And, you know, you probably know this, Bianca, because you already mentioned it. I haven't argued a single person into the kingdom or you right. know, any of that. It, it has to be a work of the Spirit. So that's what we're going to pray, is yeah. that the Holy Spirit just draws her uh, to himself, to Jesus. And, Father, we do I pray for Bianca. I thank you that she's willing to sit down, talk to a friend, um, share um, the love of Jesus Christ. I pray that you give her the words to say. But, Lord, for her friend that she's going to be sharing and having coffee with, I just pray you give her the words to say that um, that um, the love of Jesus Christ would come through Bianca, that uh, she would be able to answer her questions, uh, to be able to um, just have that wisdom that she needs. And I pray for a friend that you would take the blindfold away, that you would soften her heart, that you would draw her to yourself through the work of the Holy Spirit. I just pray that she would see that Jesus loves her and come to understand that and that receive that, uh, what Jesus has done for her and going to the cross and that he's alive and he wants to save her. So, Lord, I just pray for Bianca that you would just help her. And, Lord, I also pray for everyone who may be this week or in the days ahead sharing with somebody um, that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them direction in sharing with those we work with, friends, neighbors, family, uh, the love of Jesus Christ. And uh, I just pray that you give everyone just the courage and the boldness to be able to do that and to show the love of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And just really quickly, for those of you that didn't know because you don't have Facebook, we did have our prayer request this past Sunday due to several things. I wanted everyone to participate, but our next prayer Pray for Israel event will go back to normal, which is the second Tuesday of next month, which, of course, we will have to wait three weeks. But 
there's still plenty of time, so I'll keep calling and keep announcing it so people will know. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Bianca. All right. Bye. God bless you. All right. We have open lines, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines, and uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord and about scriptures. Somebody called and said that... um, Folks who want to die but can't during the tribulation could be zombies. What's your thoughts on that? Doesn't want to be on the air. It's in the book of Revelation. There's a very intense um, moment in the in the tribulation period. I believe it's Revelation chapter 9 speaks of it, uh, that there's going to be a time when death takes a holiday, um, when locusts come from the bottomless pit, And it says in those days, in verse 6, that men will seek death and will not find it, and they will desire to die, and death will flee from them. Um, And it talks about these locusts, these demons that are come come out and torment men for a certain amount of time, kind of like death takes a holiday. I don't fully understand that verse, but it's not talking about zombies. And, um, you know, uh, again... um, it's it's talking about that death takes a holiday and it's going to be a very terrible time. Here's the thing to remember that uh, that man is alive and um, that he has a spirit in him. And once he dies, then is the judgment. Doesn't come back in reincarnation. Doesn't come back in being a zombie or whatever the case may be. And uh, we need to stick to the scriptures and what the scripture has to say. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We do have open lines. And also there's a means for you to be able to text in a question. And the text question line is 720-336-0897. Um, I do want to, um, to uh, somebody text in and said, Pastor, you prayed for my wife for the birth of our healthy baby girl, Delilah. Happy to report beautiful baby who is healthy and very strong. Thank you for approaching the throne in prayer with us. We have never been happier. And God bless you. Um, Happy to pray with you. Maybe you got a prayer request right now. I'd love to be able to pray with you. But congratulations to you and uh, your new baby girl, Delilah. And uh, I pray that she grows to just be a healthy girl and loves the Lord and, uh, and very happy for you and very privileged to be able to pray for you. And that's what I love about Calvary Live, is that we have opportunity to be able to pray with you um, and to be able to encourage you and answer your questions as much as we can, uh, pointing you to the Scriptures. I have another prayer request that has just come in that says, from uh, someone's wife who struggles with alcohol. She's a firm believer but suffers with anxiety and uses alcohol to treat it. Um, I just want her to get any help that she needs. And so let's pray for, for that because that can be a problem in many people's lives is when the stress comes and the anxiety comes um, is that uh, begin to look to alcohol or drugs or one of the big problems here in Colorado is, uh, you know, smoking marijuana to, to get a high. And uh, so we need to not fill our minds with wine Uh, with alcohol, but uh, we are to be filled with the Spirit. So, Father, I pray for this one um, who um, uh, has a spouse that um, they very much love, that um, gets anxious and uses alcohol, 
and uh, to to numb her mind and uh, her feelings. And Lord, I just pray that you would free her from that, that she would look to you, be filled with the Spirit, that you would uh, help her. And Lord, just be with a husband that loves his wife, that desires to uh, have uh, his wife just come to a place uh, to where they're looking to you, not being filled with wine, but being filled with the Spirit. And Lord, I pray that she would look to you to free her and uh, she get the help that she needs. And Lord, that you would do a miracle. And I pray for, for all who are out there who are Christians um, that struggle with, with drugs, with alcohol, uh, with any kind of addiction, that you would free them. Right now, those who are listening, whoever it may be, that you would know that you desire uh, for them to to be free from the bondage that it brings and and to be free from the sin and carnality for all of us, but particularly those who are struggling with those things. And Lord, I pray that you would do that work um, and knowing that um, that as we turn to you and call out to you and keep close to you, that you desire to do that work as well. So Lord, do an amazing work in the hearts of your people, um, freeing us from sin. Uh, to to know that we live in grace, to live for you, to reckon and present our bodies, as Paul writes in Romans 6, as a uh, instrument of righteousness over to you. So, Lord, just do that work in my brother who just texts us in and to all who have a similar prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's go to line one to Augie. Did yes, I say sir. that right? How are you? Very, well, I'm I'm Good. Good. Um, and I've been listening to your show for many years, and thank you guys for being on and proclaiming the, the truth uh, that the only way to heaven is through Jesus. Amen? Amen, amen. And and uh, it's a privilege to be able to do that. Yes, sir. Um, I know that uh, God has uh, favor upon his kids. Um, you're one of his favorite kids. Uh, so am I, because he's no disrespecter of persons. But um, I was unjustly fired from my last job, and and I'm seeking an accounting job. I've been doing that for a long time, and um, got a degree in it. But I just seem like I have a hard time. It's not the right fit. So um, okay. I would just uh, ask for prayer for uh, you know that the right situation or whatever the Lord wants uh, me to do. Right. I'd love to be able to do that. And so, Lord, I lift up Augie to you, and I just pray that uh, he was let go from a job uh, unjustly, unfairly. Um, you know the circumstances, but, Lord, I pray that you would take him to a job that he can do his job with joy, um, that he can do it heartily as unto you, that, Lord, to be a place where his work is received. It'd be the perfect job, and, Lord, that he... Um, would be a blessing to his employer, um, that uh, he would uh, have a place where um, that Lord that he can be at and and provide for himself. And Lord, I just you know all the circumstances of my brother Augie, and I just pray that uh, you would uh, find favor with him as a child of God and provide for his needs and steer him in the right direction where he needs to go in the right employer, the right job, and um, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Thank you, sir. Okay, I'll be praying for you, okay? Thank you, and God's blessing upon you, sir. You, you too. 
Thanks for calling in. Bye-bye. I also, you know, pray for all those who are looking for a job and um, looking for uh, a place to to be employed um, and a place where they can be, you know, do their job as unto the Lord. Uh, Here is a text question. Uh, How are you? My question is about baptism. Can one be baptized repeatedly? Um, One can be baptized uh, repeatedly. There are some cases where... Um, you know, some people got baptized perhaps growing up in a church uh, where they were baptized as an infant, and they feel like once they've really truly come to the Lord, that they want to be able to be rebaptized and to uh, make that, you know, declaration. So that's sometimes why uh, people will ask me that oftentimes when we have a baptism uh, that we try to do every so often uh, here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. But um, you know, um, there are some like uh, that, um, you know, perhaps they were baptized as a, a child um, when they're young, and they just want to make a recommitment to the Lord, a, a redeclaration. So, um, you know, it, it's fine. And um, and you don't have to. I think uh, once you get baptized, that as you make that decision and public declaration that I identify with Jesus Christ, that that's good, but um, it's certainly um, sometimes, even as uh, children, the other cases um, that, you know, I was six years old or seven years old, and I don't really remember it, and and I did it, and um, I just have made a recommitment to Jesus Christ and like to get rebaptized. I think that's um, just fine to be able to do that. Well, we have all lines open. We still have some time in our show. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. If you have a prayer request or you have a question concerning the scriptures, um, I do want to uh, let you know that here at Calvary Chapel Greeley on Wednesday nights, we are in the book of Proverbs at 7 o'clock. So I'd love to see you. Tomorrow we'll be in Proverbs chapter 25, and we're going through the Old Testament. And uh, the book of wisdom is a very incredible book. And uh, we have been blessed by going through Proverbs. So come join us. We have nursery and children's ministry. We have uh, youth groups that meet on Wednesday night. would love to see you as you come and worship with us and as you study God's Word with us. And then on Sunday morning, we're in Luke's Gospel, and we have three Sunday morning services at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And uh, we'd love to see you come and worship with us uh, here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, and would love to be able to meet you. So look at our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com. And you can see all the things that take place here at the church as God just continues to grow the church. I really believe that people are hungry for the Word of God, and families are looking for a place where their kids are going to be ministered to. Um, The children's ministry is um, just a a ministry that blesses the children. Our nursery, uh, where the kids are safe, and uh, we have youth groups and uh, young adults, college age, on Sunday nights, lots of Bible study, men's study tonight here in a coffee shop. So if you're looking for a Bible study uh, in First Thessalonians, as Pastor John is going to be leading that Bible study, uh, we have all kinds of things taking place that encourage you and bless you as we grow in the Word of God. And I think that's so important that we continue to do that. So give me a call. We still have about 10 minutes left on the program. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I'd love to talk to you uh, about the things of the Lord. Uh, let's go to line one to Jolene. 
Jolene? Hi. How are you? I'm doing fine, Pastor. I'm good. I have a question. I'm a little confused. When Jesus okay. was on the cross, and he had right. the two thieves on the side of him, and he right. tells the one, you will be with me in paradise this day. But we know Jesus didn't go to paradise. He went down and got the captive free. Then uh-huh. he was here for 40 days. So I'm a little confused with him saying that when he, uh, when he didn't go to paradise that day. Right. And I think, Jolene, the, the text that will help you, you can write it down. I'll read some of it to you. Is in Luke chapter 17. And um, when Jesus tells the story of the rich man and Lazarus, it's not a parable, it's a story. Because in the parables, he doesn't name names. And here he's talking about an individual who was Lazarus, who was a poor man. And do you know that story? Are you familiar with yes. that text? Mm-hmm. And he's, mm-hmm. he's full of sores, and he laid at his gate and desiring to be fed. The rich man ignores him. Um, but then all of a sudden they both die. And right. let me read it to you. And um, so it was that the beggar died um, and was carried to the angels to Abraham's bosom. Awesome. The rich the rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he lifted his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus is in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father, Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. So Abraham goes on to say, no, can't do that. Um, you know, there's a chasm between us. Um, it's it's not going to happen. Here's what scholars and Bible teachers will tell you, that as Jesus said to that thief on the cross, you'll be with me before the sun is set in paradise, that that's where he went. He's making a reference to Abraham's bosom. So in the in the middle of the earth, there is it's all was called Hades, right? Um, but there was two compartments. There was the the place of the unrighteous dead, mm-hmm. and there was a chasm, and then there was Abraham's bosom or paradise. Mm-hmm. So he would escort the thief on the cross down, as even as Paul says in Ephesians, before he ascended, he first what descended to leave captivities, you know, captives free. Um, and he said, this is what I came for. I died for your sins. And now that we're on this side of the cross, as that chamber, paradise, Abraham's bosom, was emptied as, um, as he presented his blood in the heavenly tabernacle, the heavenly temple, now as our sins are forgiven. Because in the Old Testament, our sins were kofar. It was a covering until Jesus came and died for our sins once and for all. So the Old Testament saints, uh, saints excuse me, would go down into paradise or to Abraham's bosom. Okay. They were all taken up into heaven at that time. And so we as Christians, as Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, says to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. So on this side of the cross, that when we take our last breath, we go to heaven directly. Does that help? Yeah, yes, it does, because I was like, okay, well, Jesus didn't go up there yet, <laughs> yes. so where was the thief on the cross? Yeah. But I understand now. Yeah, so the thief on the cross would go. And here's the thing, the this Hades, 
those in the unrighteous um, part of the unrighteous dead, mm-hmm. Revelation tells us that after the millennium reign, that they will be resurrected at that time, and then they will stand before the great white throne judgment, and then they will be thrown into outer darkness or the lake of fire. So there's still those in Hades that are waiting for what is called in Revelation chapter 20, the second resurrection. Okay. So kind of heavy stuff, isn't it? Yeah. But it's real. Yeah. Yes, So very good question. Good question, Jolene. Thank you So, so much. You are welcome so much. You have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Let's go to line two to Roger. Yes. Ro- How are you, Roger? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. How can we bless you today? Um, I have a prayer request. My wife and I have been separated for seven months, and our communication with each other is not there as it used to be. And I'm okay. just trying to figure out a way how to communicate with her. Are you, are you guys getting any counseling at all? Is she open um, we, to it? Are you open to it? We did go to counseling through the church that we go to. And um, okay. he, I tried to do the things that they said to do, and I believe she did. And it's, for some reason, it's not helping. Um, she... Actually, she wants a divorce, and I don't, and I'm just stuck, and I just don't know what to do. Okay. We're going to pray, but, you know, I I think the counseling um, is important. I'm sorry it didn't work for whatever reason. It's hard to work on a marriage when you're separated, and um, and so I'm just going to pray that you're able to, to continue to let her know that you want to work on the marriage, that you desire to get godly counsel and try again, um, whatever the you know the um, circumstances are and the things that are happening. But why don't we just pray right now, Father? I pray for Roger. He needs. He's separated from his wife. She wants a divorce. We know that you hate divorce, not the people, but you hate divorce because it takes um, two people that are one flesh and rips them apart. And I pray that Roger would be able to communicate with his wife, that he wants to work on his marriage, that you get them the hope that they need, that they would turn to you, that there be a humbling on both of them to turn to you and to you're the one that can save their marriage, restore their marriage, that they would come together um, and work on that marriage. And Lord, I just pray that you give Roger just the words that, that you would work, and you work not only in his heart, but his wife's heart right now. And that there be a humbling and a desire to come together to look to you to bring that healing and restoration. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Okay, Roger, I'm going to keep praying for you. Okay? Thank thank you. Appreciate it, Pastor. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. You bet. Bye. we got a few minutes left. Let's go to line three to Lawrence. Hello, Pastor. This is my first time calling. Uh, I've listened to the radio station for a while, but I— I just want to give a a, a shout-out to the brother that was calling earlier. I can tell in his voice that he was uh, real tired, real distressed uh, in the situation yeah. that he's going through. And the, the, right. what we're going through is not uh, flesh and blood. These are battles that we go through. 
and we need to go through them in order to get closer to God. But I just want to encourage the brothers and sisters that are listening to your radio stations to to pray for this brother, to get on your knees, and to ask Lord to intercede for him and to take care of him. Uh, even as far as going as to fast for this this man, because I can tell that he is really really hurting. And all I can say to him is just get down on your knees, cry out to God. Don't ever give up uh, crying out to God. Uh, just give it all to him. If you have to fast, fast. If you have to pray, pray. Read your Bible. Uh, it's, it's a battle that we're in. And the only way that we win these battles is on our knees and fasting and praying. And for other brothers and sisters uh, to pray for us, you know, and to and to help us through these battles because we all need help every once in a while. The uh, Bible says that we need to put on the full armor of God. And the only way we do that is through the fasting, the praying, and through reading the Word. And I just want to encourage him that don't give up because the battle has already been won. It's just that we need to go through these battles so we can go get closer to the Lord. And so I just want to encourage that brother to just keep up the good fight. You know, don't don't ever right. give up. Just keep get a get in there and, right. and give a good fight. Don't let the devil uh, take advantage of you. Uh, rebuke right. him in the name of Jesus. Tell him to get behind me, because you know yeah. you're not going back. You're going forward in the name of Jesus. So that's why the, the right. Bible says to get behind me. Yeah, and Lawrence, one of the things that you brought up about fasting, I want to read because we're getting ready to close here in just mm-hmm. less than sixty seconds, but. In Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6, it says, Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that you may break every yoke? And there is power in fasting, and that fasting as you seek the Lord, Isaiah says that it helps. So, Father, as we close the show here, Lawrence, give an encouragement. I just pray for all those who really are in bondage, and, and our brother that called earlier, that you would help, and as they seek you, look into you in everything, because you're the one that can free those bonds in Jesus' name. I want to thank Jesus you all name. for... Thanks, Lawrence. Thanks all for called in on our show. God bless you, and everyone have a good evening. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.